The scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel of Mark. Then he began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a pit for the wine press and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the season came, he sent a slave to the tenants to collect from them his share of the produce of the vineyard. But they seized him and beat him and sent him away empty-handed. And again, he sent another slave to them. This one they beat over the head and insulted. Then he sent another, and that one they killed. And so it was with many others. Some they beat, others they killed. He had still one other, a beloved son. Finally, he sent him to them, saying, they will respect my son. But those tenants said to one another, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they seized him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the tenants and give the vineyard to others. Have you not read this in the scripture? The stone that the builders rejected has become the keystone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. When they realized that he had told this parable against them, they wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowd. So they left him and went away. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks, be to God. Thanks Dad. <clears throat> God's grace to all of us this day. A special welcome, baptism families indeed. So I have this vivid memory from kindergarten my class attended an all-school assembly, and when we came back to our classroom, our teacher, Mrs. Green, turned off the lights, had us sit down, and we were asked to put our heads down. She told us that our behavior did not meet her expectations. So I remember sitting there with my head down on the table, not quite sure what had caused this time out. And even at five years old, it was a, a really uncomfortable feeling, not knowing, was it something that we did, or is it something that we were supposed to do that we didn't do? And I just didn't say anything, I didn't ask, so I just sat there feeling bad and uncomfortable. And I have to tell you, I have that exact same feeling today when I read this story, because I read it and I'm like, Jesus, are we supposed to do something that we're not, or are we doing something that we're not supposed to be doing? So I just have to name the discomfort right now. Jesus is teaching, and he's teaching by telling stories. And his audience are these religious leaders. He's looking right at them, but I'm sure his disciples and other people are around as well. And through his teaching, Jesus is trying to make these leaders see something that they cannot see on their own. So in Jesus' time, just to give this some context, Owners of land would lease their property to tenant, tenants who would care for it while the owner was away. 
and their rent payment would actually be a portion of the harvest they produce. And if they failed to pay their rent, the land would be given to someone else. So clearly, the tenants in this story have forgotten about the terms of the relationship. Another point of discomfort for me today, I have more questions for you than I have answers. And there's one that I want to stick with a little bit. I am really curious about this watchtower. When Jesus teaches, he said, the owner planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a pit for the wine press where the wine would be made, and then he built a watchtower. Why a watchtower? Probably because with so much land, you needed a place to look out so you could see far and wide. And this, of course, is where those tenants went to look, probably for wild animals that could destroy their vines, or they could see those servants who were coming, who were rightfully sent by the owner to collect their share of the harvest. Those tenants, though, from this story, use that watchtower only to look for the dangers or their perceived threats. They didn't notice anything else when they were high above. When those tenants go up to the watchtower, they forget that the land they were looking down upon was given to them to tend and to care for. And they forgot about all the things that the owner had done to prepare them to make their work abundant and rich. So I'm just wondering today how this story would have been different if the tenants used the watchtower to look out at a different view. What if that was their place to observe the land that they were given? What if that was a place that allowed them to see a broader view than they could ever see as they worked the soil? A place where they could see beyond what they have, where they could notice all that is around them. What do you think they would see? And what do you think they would hear? Unfortunately, the tenants in this story only see themselves. And then when they are up in the watchtower, they only perceive the limits. They guard themselves, and they cannot see beyond, so they miss the bigger view. I wonder if in this story, Jesus is telling those leaders and telling us that we are missing something if we never climb up the watchtower to take in the panoramic view. When we only look for the limits of things, we miss the opportunity to see the generosity of the creator of the vineyard who plants and builds, empowers and employs, and asks to have all that he is given taken care of, and he entrusts us to do that. The owner forgives and sends again hoping that we would change our minds and be brought back into the relationship that we have been granted. And the owner builds that watchtower as a place to go, to look out and around, to see beyond where we are now, 
to notice the impacts of our daily work and the impacts of others and how all those things connect and to see a view beyond ourselves. So what is your watchtower? What do you do or where do you go to see beyond yourself? Where do you go to see another perspective and have a wider angle on life? In leadership, they call this watchtower view, getting up on the balcony, where you go to see your whole organization and to notice connections and gaps, areas of growth, and then you can tend to those things, seeing the full picture in mind. But you know what? There's also a spiritual side to this. The watchtower is a place where we can go to see beyond to the plentiful harvest that is around us, to notice God's presence in what we have been given, and also, what are those things that we're failing to notice or to tend to? What if the tenants had used the watchtower to see all that was around them would they have hurt the servants who have come to them? Would they have killed the son? How could the story be different? During the season of Lent, we are called to take in the watchtower view, to look around at all that is around us, to name the abundance of what we have been given, but also to notice the places where there are gaps where we have made mistakes, to be, be made aware of those people or those places that we have neglected. It is there and then that we're invited to hear again that God is with us and has bestowed on us the amazement of life that we are given each day and the opportunity to see and hear again, to turn back as Pastor Joel talked about in our welcome, turn back to God and turn back to others and to receive God's mercy that comes back and back to us. The grave sin, the shortcomings of the religious leaders in this story is their inability to repent. They have the opportunity to change and believe and they choose not to do it. This is also our gravest sin, and this often festers itself when we are way too busy, when we're preoccupied with our own life and there's just a focus on self. We're so low to the ground. We need to be reminded to take a walk up to the tower, to look out and see. At the end of the story, Jesus says that the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it's amazing in our eyes, and it's a quote from Psalm 118. The son that is killed or will be killed in this story is Jesus, who becomes the foundation then of all that God is to build. From sin and death come forgiveness and new life. As I was thinking about this, one of the views that I have noticed from the Watchtower is happening for me on Wednesday nights during worship in Lent. 
We are inviting Mount Olivet members to talk about a time of transition or change in their lives. And so far, each of the stories these wonderful people have shared, the moments of vulnerability or sufferings, and how those times have created this anchoring presence, the moment where God was known and revealed, and it became the cornerstone of their lives where everything else was built or rebuilt. Through these stories, I was able to see a bigger view because of the perspective of someone else. And I was changed as I admire their courage to speak their stories, knowing as a community that we need to hear them. It's a humbling part of our faith that we need constant mercy, the refresh, that we need to see another view. Yet the good news that comes to us today is God is relentless and giving us another try, just like the owner of the vineyard in this story. God is relentless in giving us a new beginning, an opportunity to turn back to God and turn back to others. And you know what? It's daily work. And we'll be reminded of that as Bennett and Colin and Maxwell get baptized, that God has chosen them and he chooses us and so we will hear these words that God delivers us from sin and death and raises us to new life in Christ. It happens all the time. And then God is saying to us, go up to the watchtower and take in the view. Notice the abundance and all that is plentiful and remember that I will meet you there. That is the place where you're called to see and notice and to be able to see and hear again. And so in Lent, we're closing our time after the sermon with some quiet music. And so I invite you right now to think about your life and go up to the watchtower. What do you see when you look out? Think about yesterday or over this last week. What are you most grateful for? Where was God present in that? What are you sorry about? What are you hurt for? How is God speaking to you there? Stay in the tower for a moment and look and know that God is there too, calling you to see and hear again. Amen.